Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Hello and welcome. This is Matt, your host for another special edition of Thinking Ahead as part of our continuing coverage of consumer response to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Today, I'm thrilled to have Karen Ramsbacker, Senior Vice President of Innovation and Insights for MRI Simmons, which of course is a joint venture co-owned by GFK, to discuss results from a just-fielded consumer study aimed at helping businesses understand and navigate the turbulent marketplace that COVID-19 is creating here in the U.S. The full findings are available in a free report that you can get either in the show notes under uh, your podcast player or from MRISimmons.com. Karen, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us to share this. Thanks for having me, Matt. So let's start with the data collection. What I'm seeing out in the news coverage is a lot of rapid reactions to recent events, but it's in the form of anecdotal accounts and commentary and some uh, public opinion polls. What differentiates the study that we're talking about today? Well, the study that we did is based on MRI Simmons methodology, and it gets our trademark statistical rigor that we use to all, for all of our studies. It's fused to these huge national data sets that we have. They're created not from online panels, but from in-home interviews with specially chosen households and individuals based on an address-based probability sampling. So they truly represent America and all its striations. And so for our clients, they get the ability to hone in on their customers or audiences and cut them the same way they would with any other MRI or Simmons data runs. So this data has been married to those robust data sets. And the top line data that I'm going to talk about today is available for free to anyone and everyone, not just our clients. From your perspective, who should be paying attention to what the evolving sentiment is and how can, how can understanding what's going on help them? Well, this is information that really anybody can use. Um, I believe firmly that there's value in all of us seeing how our fellow citizens are feeling at this pivotal time. We're in a universal crisis um, that we've never been in before in 100 years. And we all feel it in a variety of ways. At the very least, a casual person can see where they fall on the spectrum that we've put together. And they can validate or even challenge some of their own perspectives. Secondly, there's a possibility that this fundamentally changes our society and the marketplace for a long time to come. So understanding what that means to your business, no matter what business you're in, stakeholders at every level and every category really need to be realistically aware of the current landscape. And we can provide some of those details in those areas. The answers might not be what the stakeholders want to hear, uh, and they might have to make hard decisions based on this information, but it's better to make those decisions based on quality data like ours and not hunches or trying to guess which way the wind is blowing. Specifically for our clients, the MRI Simmons client base, the, which are me mostly media entities, content creators, agencies, and brands, they need to know what their customers are feeling, doing, watching, how they're spending their time, and what behaviors are changing and why. 
These are the questions that these studies will help answer. You know, if you're a content creator, you can look at your audience and see why aren't they as concerned as maybe other people are. Um, so no matter what kind of brand you are, you can think about the kind of message decisions that you might make um, based off of this information. For example, an automaker might find out that their loyalists are less likely to purchase a new car than before. So they can then figure out how to tailor the promotions that might get them back in the door sooner. Or if I'm a network and all my productions are currently halted, as so many are, I can understand where my traditional audience is going and where the people I want to attract are and think about how I can tailor what I make to meet their needs. And since MRI obviously has deep print and magazine roots because we are the currency there, uh, the question is, is print's perception changing at all as a result of all this chaos? Is print helping to build on its value as a trusted news source in these uncertain times? And most importantly, what are people saying they will do next when this situation passes? And what are they missing most and where do they expect to turn? So these are the questions that we have and they're just the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that we don't know. And, and our research, this beginning research is a big step and we'll be doing even more in the future. Let's dive into the findings then. What are some of the big takeaways from the study? Well, probably the biggest broadest stroke is that 86% of Americans say that the pandemic has either somewhat or very much affected their lives. And four in 10 say that they're very much affected. And surprisingly, these numbers are even higher among upper income households. We asked about how affected you are personally and then how concerned you are for your family and the world. Concern for the world is highest. 93% of American adults feel that way. Now, interestingly, 84% expect to come back to a changed world on the other side of this crisis. So that's where we walk away thinking there are huge implications here. And when it comes to attitudes for which MRI Simmons is really known, we asked about how you see yourself in the future. And 54% fall into this really interesting live and learn category where they expect to be a lot more cautious in what they do and how they do it. While 46 fall into the bounce back group, saying that they're gonna go right back to living the way they did before COVID-19. So that's fascinating on its own. But we also asked a really linchpin question about what personality attitude you identify with in light of this crisis. And two thirds of Americans fall into the accepting group, agreeing that I believe in fate and whatever is meant to be will be. Now the flip side is that the remaining third say that they feel nervous, admitting that my world is forever altered and I feel uneasy. And again, huge implications for how these Americans are gonna approach life after this is over. So throughout the study, we looked at the nervous and the accepting groups, and we look at how these attitudes play out across many behaviors and attitudes in this and in the FUSE data set. So let's, let's look at that, the, those two groups, the nervous, versus the accepting. When those different groups are asked about predicting their future behavior, how do those two groups, the divide between those two groups play out when they start imagining their post-crisis lives? The nervous represent the group of people who are emotionally the hardest hit by the pandemic, and they're the least likely to go back to their old ways post-COVID. 77% of them say that they will be a lot more cautious in what they do and how they do it, 
whereas a majority of the accepting, about 58% of them say they're going to bounce back. The nervous, interestingly enough, are markedly liberal in their political leaning, and they skew female, while the accepting tend to be more conservative and skew male. Yet, overall, both groups are similar on many other demographics, including age, income, education, and ethnicity. So while their politics may be covering their reaction to the pandemic, the nervous feel a really strong need for information, and they're turning to all sources. Uh, They also have a very strong willingness to follow all mitigation tactics, and they feel a lack of confidence in what the future may hold for the economy and their own financial prospects. So a, a trademark of any MRI Simmons national study is is going to be attitudes and behaviors. So what behaviors and attitudes are popping uh, when folks are asked about what's going on with the coronavirus? Yeah, we as Americans feel that our world has changed pretty drastically. Eight and 10 are going to be more cautious about what we do and how we do it. And about the same number expect that there'll be more pandemics in the future. Um, Six out of 10 say that COVID-19 has changed the way that they'll act permanently, and this is even higher among that nervous segment that I talked about. When it comes to politics, uh, reactions are mixed. 58% of Americans feel the administration has done a good job dealing with COVID-19, while 52% don't trust this administration to handle epidemics of this nature. And only 32% feel the media and government are overreacting about the seriousness of COVID-19. And one in four say that forcing people to social distance and stay at home is overreaction. So most people are really down with what we're doing and the precautions we're taking in order to stay safe and healthy now. Uh, Another area that we always focus on is leisure activities. And in this study, we asked about how Americans are filling their time since so many of them are home. And the things that you would expect pop to the top. Um, Cooking and baking were right up there, uh, of course, because people are at home creating meals all times of day now, as well as all kinds of streaming and watching of all types, whether that be TV and movies, whether it be live, as well as on some streaming apps. The other thing Americans are doing a lot of is organizing their home, because I think when you're sitting there looking at your four walls, it's time to clean it up and get it to look good. Um, Luckily, we're still exercising, about 34% are exercising, and around the same number are spending time outdoors, hopefully social distancing. And that's actually the same rate that people are looking at or sharing or posting on social media, hopefully not at the same time that they're outdoors. Um, Gaming is also big of every type, and so is listening to any kind of streaming music. A new thing that popped up is that 18% are doing video calls with friends and family, and I'm sure we've all heard those news stories. And 15% are turning to drinking alcohol. And since we are just a few days away from the 420 date, I just wanted to mention uh, that CBD and cannabis are being used by about 7% of people uh, say that they're consuming those products to fill the time while social distancing at home. Obviously, you touched on this a moment ago, social distancing and staying at home means people are at home and the TV is probably on a lot more. Uh, What are we gleaning from the study on the media consumption side? 
Yeah, the top media activities that people are spending more time with, meaning we ask them, what are you doing more, the same amount or less, um, is what you would expect. Four out of 10 are watching the local news, the national news, um, around the same levels, and even cable news is up there. Um, they are streaming movies, watching TV shows on streaming services. That's all in the 40 percentiles. And then we jump down to about 29% uh, in the 20s for things like watching short form video clips, digital movie downloads, TV on the DVR. And then it goes down a little further, about 15% say they're watching classic sports because of course sports are paused right now and the sports fans must be quite bereft. So they are watching some reruns of classic sports and, and even trying their hand at viewing esports. So another thing that we noticed is that while many people will admit to seeking news on social media, it's right up there with local and national and cable broadcasts, sort of at the same levels of consumption. The one that they trust the most is TV, followed by the major print outlets. And that has a lot of importance right now, um, understanding where they're turning for trusted insights around the COVID situation. Is there any, any media that jumps out as not being consumed or seeing a drop off from uh, from normal times? Yes, and the in the less than part of the media question, what we're seeing is making us think that the softening job market and the new behaviors of working from home has really changed people people's routines. So we see fewer people are using LinkedIn, 19% report spending less time with LinkedIn and audiobooks. Those are the two things. So LinkedIn is used less and listening to audiobooks because people aren't on their commutes, which is where they often do those things. Some of the findings you've talked about obviously are pretty intuitive. They, they don't come as a big shock. What came out of this study that uh, might flip the script on what an observer might be expecting? We did ask about what you're doing more of since the news broke, and of course, washing their hands more thoroughly and often is huge, as is social distancing, and as I mentioned, cooking at home and following the news. What is interesting to see in the data is that across the board, one in four of all Americans is getting restaurant takeout and delivery more, and that's true for both the nervous and the accepting. And taking cash out of the bank, about 12% across the board are doing that more now. And I'm happy to see that that's not higher because we don't want to run on the banks. Uh, and at last but not least, the one that did give me a little smile is that following the presidential election more closely is true for 11% of Americans straight across the line. So this COVID crisis is causing more people to watch more news, and now more people are following this particular election than would have otherwise. And then to bring it all home, thinking ahead, since it seems like we're going to be in this for uh, a little while longer, at least. From your view, what does the American consumer look like down the road? Yes, people will take this seriously. I firmly believe that washing hands will continue and we Americans will be better at it. I doubt that anybody will forget the 22nd rule. And generally, I believe people will not take their health for granted, at least in the short term. And as we noted, 80% of people expect to be more cautious. So if there's any doubt, this is a paradigm shifting moment and a once in a generation turning point, I think that 
our data is showing that it's true. The, the full report breaks all of this down further, um, but that's a really significant top line number. We asked about what they need to have happen before they resume their normal activities. And what they told us is the number one thing is that the bans need to be lifted. That makes total sense. In addition, they need to see the number of cases going down, and it was right around that 50 percentile level. And they also need to understand from health officials that it's actually safe to be out there. And just for fun, we asked what people look forward to doing. Seeing friends was number one, seeing friends and family. People can't wait to do that. Followed by going to restaurants and bars and nightclubs. And then, of course, going shopping. Generally speaking, just being out in public, people can't wait to get out of their homes. Uh, and it was it's good to note that traveling within the country is big, followed by getting a haircut or going to the salon, because I think we've we've had enough of our shaggy selves at this point. And it's, it is interesting to note that 17% say they won't change anything at all. Those people, hopefully, were already perfect social distancers. <laughs> and just to give a last silver lining to this, younger people do have a favorable financial view of the post-corona future. And as we always say, the young people are our future. So that's a good note. Well, Karen, thanks so much for breaking all of that down for us. As a reminder, all this data is based on a complimentary report now available uh, from MRI Simmons. You can find the link to that in the description below your podcast player or head right to MRISimmons.com. Karen, thank you again so much. Thanks so much, Matt. This was terrific. And now our closing segment, listen to this. These are telling times. As consumers stay six feet apart, they're looking not only to each other, but also to brands to make a difference. Listen to this. According to GFK's Consumer Pulse study, three out of four consumers say that what a company does during the crisis will determine whether they do business with them in the future. So what will your brand do? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, click the link in the description. We'll see you next time so you can keep thinking ahead.